subcommittee will come to order. This is the subcommittee for State Department and USAID Management, International Operations, and Bilateral International Development. That's quite a title. Um, welcome to our first hearing of, the, of this Congress. Uh, the subcommittee's jurisdiction is broad, and our principal responsibility is oversight. Oversight of the State Department, the USAID, U.S. Agency for Global Media, the Peace Corps, the Millennium Challenge Corporation. So this, we have a lot of work to do, and we intend to be very active during this Congress. And I, I say that with we, because Senator Haggerty and I are partners in this effort on oversight. Uh, we joined together in the last Congress, and we concentrated more on the State Department, and I think we were able to get some significant progress made in the State Department on several areas, including training. And we intend to do the same type of work during this Congress together on the oversight of the agencies to make sure that Congress is a full partner in the agencies being able to carry out their mission and to make the types of recommendations we think that can be helpful in carrying out that responsibility. I am extremely fortunate to have Senator Haggerty as my partner. Uh, he understands the challenges through his experience as ambassador to Japan. Uh, we've had a chance to talk about that on, uh, on many occasions, and it uh, really is a pleasure to have him uh, as my co-leader on this committee, and uh, thank you very much for, for your help in that regard. Our first hearing will be on the USAID um, localization, challenges, opportunities, and next step, and further development initiatives on the local level. This is a subject that doesn't get the type of attention that we think it needs to get, because we know that locally-led development uh, gives uh, uh, the ability of the local uh, communities to become self-sufficient, to, to sustain their operations. We know administrative power has made this a priority for USAID. Uh, there's major advantages to moving forward on local capacity. Uh, and the challenge is that today's numbers are about 6% of the resources are used in local development. Uh, administrative Power indicates she wants that number to be increased to 25% over a four-year period. That's an ambitious goal. Uh, so the question is, how do we get there? And part of it is in the definition of what is local actors. The USAID's definition encompasses individuals, communities, networks, organizations, private entities, and governments, set their own agendas, develop solutions, and bring capacity, leadership, and resources to make those solutions a reality. That's a quote from the USAID. We're going to talk a little bit about that, because we recognize that local Localization, in some cases, there's a disagreement as to what is local. So we'll have a chance to, to talk a little bit more uh, about that. Challenges in carrying out localization. First and foremost is resources. Do you have the capacity to be able to carry out your current mission and do a transition to more local efforts with the resources that are available? We'll talk a little about workforce. Do you have the personnel that can make that a reality? We'll talk about financial risks that are involved and, and accountability. Uh, and the conflicts between local uh, providers and their sites and ambitions and what the uh, USAID goals are. So these are all areas that we hope that we'll have some conversation about uh, during uh, today's, today's hearing. The United States needs a strong agency for international development to advance its interests in the 21st century. 
In order to do this effectively, we need strong local partners. Many of the most serious challenges the United States faces in 2023 and beyond require us to effectively leverage our development initiatives, and local actors play a critical role in this effort. Preventing the rise of authoritarianism, empowering businesses to build economic ties with our country, addressing climate change, strengthening democratic institutions, furthering peace building, and strengthening health systems overseas to respond to global health crises. These are just a few of the development priorities in which local civil societies have the local context and experience required to help USAID achieve these goals. That's our objective. I must tell you, uh, we have a really distinguished uh, two panels, first from the administration and then from the private sector, and we, we welcome you here. You'll get formal introductions in one moment, uh, but we welcome you to this discussion so that we can work together to improve the effectiveness of our international development efforts. And with that, let me recognize Senator Haggerty. Well, thank you, Chairman Cardin, and I uh, likewise appreciate the opportunity to partner with you on this and looking forward to a, a productive Congress. Um, I certainly feel honored to have been able to work with you in the last Congress to achieve the beginning that we have in the State Department, and I applaud you for taking us in this direction with USAID. I'd also just like to acknowledge that um, USAID does business in some very tough places. And uh, a lot of the, you know, by definition, the developing nations where USAID does business often lack the infrastructure to have the accountability the transparency that we would like to see. So I want to acknowledge that challenge up front and say that um, I know that it's difficult uh, as, as we move forward, but that's the challenge that we're embracing today to try to help make that better. The notion of localization is very appealing. Um, it, it certainly, from a person with a business background, smacks of greater efficiency, disintermedi disintermediation of, of, um, uh, of, of sort of brokers and people that go between. Uh, and it suggests to me in the long term that um, we, we could certainly become a lot more efficient with the expenditure of our USAID dollars. I hope we have a chance to talk about um, some of the efforts toward localization that have taken place. I applaud, um, I applaud Ambassador Power and her setting the goal of 20, 25% localization over this administration. I agree with the chairman, that's a very aggressive goal. I would take us back to the Obama administration, and at, at that point, the Obama administration put forward the USAID Forward Program. And at that point, the administrator, uh, Rajiv Shah, sought to localize 30% of mission funding. And obviously, that didn't happen. So I just want to acknowledge this, is, this has been, been tried and has not, has not happened on a broad scale basis. I would like to draw our attention to an area that I think may be an example where this has worked. And as a business person, we always try to find a case in point where we can observe best practices and see if we can standardize on those. And that would be, in the, in the Trump administration, an, an effort called Journey to Self-Reliance, the Journey to Self-Reliance Initiative. And in particular, I think that initiative probably saw greater results as countries got toward their goal of self-reliance. But there was a, a, a particular program there um, in PEPFAR where they made tremendous, tremendous progress, and, and I hope we'll have an opportunity to go there. Uh, with respect to Ambassador Power's goal of, of getting to 25%, I just want to come back and again put a reality check. This is a report, and I'll quote from it, um, the uh, Congressional Research Service reported in January of this year, a very recent report, that, uh, I'll just use the exact words, that USAID has faced challenges in operationalizing its localization work. 
These include potential increased financial risk when working with local partners when compared with U.S.-based entities. Inconsistent definitions of local entities leading to confusion among stakeholders, just as Chairman Cardin said, and potential conflicts between localization objectives and USAID development goals. Um, I, I think that uh, that's a clear-eyed acknowledgement of the challenge that we have to look at. And again, it I, I takes me back from a business background. Let's, let's take a look at what has worked. And Dr. Deborah Burks and Dr. Bill Steiger wrote a report that was published by the George W. Bush Institute uh, just last month, and I'm going to use a quote from that, fewer than 15% of the prime recipients of PEPFAR funds managed by EID were local partners in 2016. But by 2021, USAID transitioned more than 63% of its worldwide PEPFAR awards to these local implementers, and it's on track to hit 70% this year. So I think if we talk about what the next steps might be, um, let's take a hard look and understand what worked and what hasn't worked in the past and, and see if we can learn from that. Uh, and in that spirit, I look forward to hearing from the witnesses today from both panels, um, and I'm certain that we'll have a very productive conversation. Mr. Chairman, back to you. Well, thank you, Senator Hargerty. Senator Rickerson, I want to first of all welcome you to our subcommittee. We've already welcomed you to the full committee, but welcome to the subcommittee. Senator Coons, who chairs the relevant subcommittee on foreign ops, uh, has a lot of um, demands. Um, thank you very much for being part of this subcommittee. Uh, appreciate it very much. Uh, our first witness is Michelle Samilis, who is the assistant to the administrator for the Bureau of Policy, Planning, and Learning, and is UA USAID's lead on implementing the localization initiative. She served as executive director of Bread for the World, an anti-hunger Christian advocacy organization. She also brings to the table her government experience serving as USAID Chief of Staff and Deputy Chief of Staff during the Obama administration and earlier service on the staff of the House Subcommittee on State and Foreign Operations. And I learned this morning that she has roots in Baltimore. Welcome. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you, Chairman Cardin, Ranking Member Haggerty, distinguished members of the subcommittee. USAID is grateful for the support of members of Congress on advancing a more localized approach to achieve sustainability and greater impact from our foreign assistance investments. I appreciate the opportunity to appear today to share our work. When she articulated her vision for USAID, Administrator Samantha Powers said, never before have our fates been so intertwined with those of people around the world. So accordingly, it is imperative that we work hand in hand with local communities as we address both chronic and acute development and humanitarian challenges to achieve progress that outlives our investments. This, is not on, this not only furthers our localization agenda, but it also strengthens the NGOs to be voices for democracy.